Hey guys, welcome to Learn Feng Shui, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. If you like weekly tips as well as fun folklore tales, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Hey guys, today's topic is going to be monthly energies for November, the month of Jihai or Earth Pig. November 6th will bring in the month of the Earth Pig, and that's the first cycle of what is called the Jichi. It's going to be November 6th through the 21st. It's called Coming of Winter. The second cycle is going to be the 21st through December 6th, and it's called Lesser Snow. I do have a little bit of a kind of a clarification on that Jichi cycle. I was recently told by the feng shui master I study with, uh, Master Jensen Go, that the cycle, it is called the Ji Qi cycle. It's just kind of a technicality, but the Ji governs one part of the month, which is that first part. And the Qi governs the second cycle of the month, which is, you know, that second cycle uh, starting the 21st. And so it's just a little bit of a technicality, a little bit of a clarity thing. Um, but it's actually, since it's two part as a two part cycle, is actually called Ji Qi. So the first part is Ji and the second part is Qi. I really love giving the animal sign updates for the month. That's been something that I've enjoyed doing. So I'm going to continue to do that. So starting out, we're going into the month of the pig. I want to talk about the animal sign of pig. So the animal sign of pig, if this is present in your natal chart, it's just a re repetitive kind of energy that's coming in this month. Anytime you see your animal sign coming in for the month or for the year, that means that there's, it's almost like an energy of all eyes on you. There's some kind of change that happens. There's, and it usually is a month where you need to recognize or a time in your life that you need to recognize, like maybe I need to um, either take myself out of that spotlight if I'm not prepared for that attention or, Hey, that attention is going to be on me and I'm ready. So, um, it could be good if something is coming up like a job review, performance review. Um, it could also be something that's like, you know, maybe you can seem to get more recognition this month because you have the grand Duke with you for the month. And so it's just, it's just that kind of energy where it's like, Hey, you know, you may just have more, more eyes on you. You may be more in the spotlight. So you can kind of recognize that and say, okay, if, you know, if I need to lay a little bit low, or if I'm not ready for that kind of attention, let me pull back and let me, you know, do my due diligence. Let me, find some sort of um, way to make myself better behind the scenes. So when I'm on in that spotlight, I will be confident in my work, if that makes sense. So let's get into the combination. So the pig, the sign of the pig actually combines with the goat or sheep and it combines with the rabbit. And having these animal signs in your natal chart could mean potentially that you can get a boost of the element of wood because when those three animal signs see each other, it boosts the element of wood. Um, when you have a year that comes in, so if you're born under the animal sign of the sheep or goat, when you have a, a year that comes in that is opposing you, so the year of the ox is opposing that sign of the sheep or goat, um, it's when you have a month that comes in with that energy that combines, it actually takes away that clash for the month. And so if you have been feeling particularly 
um, run down this year, if you've been having a really tough year, it could mean that you could eventually, you know, see some support this month. So this is any month that combines with the GOAT, which would be um, the month of November. It could also have been the month of March or the month of um, July or sorry. Yes. July when that horse comes in, because all those combine with that animal sign of goat or sheep. And so you could potentially see a little bit more support this month. Um, if you have the animal sign of the goat or even the rabbit, uh, one thing I would take note of is that whatever that wood element is to you, that's how it's going to affect you. So if wood is your wealth, you could potentially see some wealth opportunity. If wood is your resource, maybe you'll feel most, more supported. If wood is your companion element, then that could mean maybe that's time to spend some time with friends, you know, something like that. So it just kind of depends on what that element means to you and where it falls at. Um, because remember, having an extra element of wood is not always going to be positive for everyone. So although it's there and it makes the combination, wood also represents um, a lot of growth and a lot of, um, you know, it could be that you feel yourself the attention even less because you feel like you're branching out in different directions. If that makes sense. So if it's almost like you could be going in many different directions, kind of like a tree root, like wood, um, because wood spreads those, the vines spread, you know, the root system spreads. And so be careful about spreading yourself too thin and, um, be careful about one overthinking. <laughs> and you really also need to be careful about, um, how much you're doing this month. So if you find yourself putting yourself into too many projects, be sure to rein that in a little bit. And also this is really a month where it would support something like starting a new education, you know, topic. Maybe you want to study something new. Maybe you just want to start some self-improvement, you know, um, affirmations courses, but a lot of self-growth is also tied to wood. And of course, wood represents education. So, um, I would take it that way. And if your feeling is particularly stressed out with the extra wood element that is present, I would definitely suggest doing something that would help you grow to kind of taper that wood down a little bit. The harmony animal sign that combines with the pig is the tiger. So combining with the pig also gives you the element of wood. So kind of the same thing I said with the, um, the rabbit goat sheep, um, since the tiger is actually the element of wood, um, it's the same thing being mindful, overthinking, going off in too many directions and stuff like that. So, um, it, it may even, uh, represent that you, um, have more friends coming in. Maybe it's a time to spend time with friends. Um, it could be a time where you see more com competitors or competition within your field, kind of just depending on what your other elements are. So I'll just kind of take note of that and, um, you know, check, uh, what, what wood is to you. One of the combinations that I've actually kind of ignored and I've recently learned how very important it is, is what is called a seasonal combination. So these are the three animal signs that actually make up a season. And since we're going into the season of winter and it's the month of the pig coming up, um, those animal signs are going to be pig, rat, and ox. So if you have a rat um, in your natal chart, Remember, it's the year of the ox, it's coming in the month of the pig, so you really have the potential to see a really big growth opportunity or maybe a wealth opportunity over the next like three months because we're going into that, that winter season. So 
the animal signs of pig, rat, or ox all will be very benefited over the next three months because again, the year is the year of the ox. So these combination actually makes up the element of water. Um, so depending on what water is to you, that's what it could bring you. Um, also take note that wealth opportunity is not made in placing out feng shui items or just placing and activating an area with water. Remember wealth opportunity comes from the amount of work that you're putting in. So if you've been putting in effort, if you've been looking for growth, if you've been trying and you've been thinking, man, when is my breakthrough coming? It might be a month of breakthroughs for you. And definitely keep that in mind over the next three months, especially if you have the pig and rat and um, of course that ox. So yes, look for that. Um, and remember that Wealth is not magic. That's the biggest question I see on all the feng shui forums and everything that I, I go visit is people always want to know what can I do to activate customers, wealth, blah, blah, blah. Well, the first thing is, is put the work and effort in, you know, where is your focus? You can't just open a business and expect customers to fly in. A lot of things had to go behind the scenes, including advertising, um, learning some of the business stuff yourself. And, you know, there's just a lot of behind the scenes stuff. It's not magic guys, but what happens is when feng shui comes in and it combines with the timing, oh my gosh, you see a big increase and a big boost. So when you put the work in behind everything, then you will see that the timing opens up for you and it is really beneficial and you'll see the opportunity because remember opportunity is, um, it's like preparedness, you know, so it's being prepared when that opportunity comes, it's not magic. So take a look for that. If you've been putting in the work. If I didn't mention your animal sign, it's because the animal signs that I've left out don't have a lot of interaction with maybe this month or this year. And so, you know, you can kind of just take that as, as you will. Um, one thing I would probably look at would be more of um, what is called the daymaster element. So I would look more at that and I would look at what the incoming um, earth would add to you. So remember it's an earth pig. And so you can look at, okay, what does the earth represent to me? What does the water represent to me? And kind of take it from there like that. Um, I am including a link to, I've been doing monthly energy uh, blogs, so I'm going to include a link to that. And it also has a link to the um, animal sign calculator. So you could plot out your chart and see what your animal signs and elements are. Looking at the feng shui for November and talking about the best sectors, the worst sectors. Um, so South, South remains one of the best sectors. It's going to finish off strong this year. Um, just continue to use it for things like, you know, swiping on your dating apps and, um, doing the work meetings. If you have an interview online, you know, if you have a zoom, try and set up in the South area of your home using that South sector. It's also an area you can place a can. Uh, sorry, a candle, a fan, or even a radio to activate the energy and generate chi in that area. The energy is a bit challenging this month. Um, so I would say the areas that I mentioned, don't be paranoid over them, but do be mindful of over activating the area. So maybe it's just the area you don't want to move the furniture in this month, or you don't want to, you know, overly use. Um, so I'm just kind of generally avoid it. If you're sleeping in the area, don't worry. 
Um, an established pattern of chi is not said to overly activate the area. So coming in for the, the most challenging sectors this month um, is going to be the West. So the West has been kind of touch and go this year because, as you may know, the Flying Star number 8 is visiting that area. People love the Flying Star number 8 because it represents... Um, wealth. Um, in reality, it actually represents work. <laughs> so remember that eight star is about like hard work. And so it can definitely be a place where you've placed your employees this year. But if you've activated the area, maybe you put in some kind of activation with water or something like that. Maybe you had heard that. Um, I would um, actually take that down for the month. So I, I would do that. Another challenging area is going to be the Southwest this year. So um, it's, it's not really an area that we've activated this year anyway because of, um, you know, that, that opposing energy. It's, it's the area that houses the, the animal sign of goat. It's opposing the Thai soy for the year. So it's not an area that we've been super focused on this year anyway. Um, so there's a couple different schools of thought on this. Um, the two star, the two stars moving in a two star is said to cause illness and, um, some things like that. So, you know, it's particularly with the three star, it's said to be negative. And so, um, it's called what is called a bullfighting shaw. So it could mean that maybe we're seeing some more, um, fighting this year. I mean, we really want to avoid that. I feel like it's just been a tough year anyway, because that three star represents, um, fighting. And when it moves into that two sector, I mean, that just amplifies it. But now we have a visiting two flying star that comes in there and it just may aggravate the area. This is the area I'm going to say, keep it clean. This is actually my garage. I think I'm going to, um, move some shelving units in there and kind of slowly just clean it up. Cause it's really an area next year also, that's going to be particularly negative if it's activated. So one of the things that I've heard, and I've heard people that have studied um, under with the Feng Shui Research Center, this is one of the things that they use um, is actually a flag uh, for the area because it's said that a flag represents the element of fire. Um, I don't generally recommend placing an item such as like a flag in an area because to me and my personal beliefs and my experience, I, I don't feel like these items work. Um, but in this one case, I'm going to say you could try it. Let's just try it because I don't want to place a candle there. Um, the element of fire is needed to kind of bridge that gap in the elements and kind of, you know, take that clash away. But it's not an area we're going to want to put real uh, moving flame because we don't want to generate chi in the area. We want to uh, calm it down. So I'm going to say I'm going to try and place a little flag there and see if it works. Bonus points if it's like a triangle shaped flag. Another thing that I would maybe suggest you do this month is maybe placing some red in the area. Again, red represents the element of fire. Um, I don't generally use the colors too much, but again, we don't want to generate that chi by overly activating the area. Maybe we're just going to place some items in there that kind of absorb some of that earth energy and burn off some of that wood energy uh, of the three and the two stars. So um, let's just, let's try the uh, color this month. One other notable thing is that the flying stars all moved back to their original hometown or their home palace this year. Um, the one concern I have is that 
um, the five star is in the center. And so this could kind of go one of two ways, kind of like the two star in the Southwest when it visits its original palace. If you have good landform outside your home, um, that Southwest isn't really going to be too much of a consideration. When you have positive features in your external environment, it tends to make your home environment good also. So when we come to the center, it doesn't have an original, you know, I mean, that's its original hometown, but it doesn't have a trigram. It's not associated with one of the guas. It just comes from the center. And so um, a couple different schools of thought on this is one, <laughs> the first one, is that when it returns to its home palace, it actually um, makes it beneficial. And so I've heard that thought on it, but I've also heard the energy that is in the center of the, um, you know, the, the Bagua or that, that energy mapping, you know, the nine squares, the energy that's in the center actually directs all the other energies. Um, so, you know, when the five comes in, it could affect you in different ways, especially if you are a Gua two or eight. Um, I, I'm not going to really get into that, but it, it can. Um, so, the, the five star, um, what, one thing we can do to kind of look at what effects it's going to have is really look at what is called the month replace month, um, chart. And so when we're looking at those combinations of flying stars, you can actually derive a different, uh, meaning from them using something called purple, white script or scroll. And what it does, it actually converts those flying stars into a uh, Yijing um, hexagram, which remember though Yijing is the basis for all, you know, feng shui, all Chinese metaphysics. Um, and it kind of, a, a hexagram really just paints a picture kind of how things are going to be, you know, it'll kind of tell us a, a story. And the combination for the center this month is the, tri the, um, Sorry, I keep getting trigram and hexagram mixed up. A hexagram has the six lines. So it's the hexagram of heaven. And so, I mean, we all know that's like, it's, it's heaven. It's the element of pure metal. It's pure yang and it's like everything good. And so I'm going to say that I think that the flying star five is probably not going to have a negative effect this month. I think it'll actually be okay when it's trapped in the center. One other thing to note is that the, the Chinese zodiac, the solar calendar, it goes in these cycles of 60. And so I've touched on this, um, the, probably the last couple monthly energy updates I've done, because it's very important to note that if you see a repeating pattern or reoccurring pattern in your life, that may, you know, mean that this month could possibly be the same. So, um, for example, it seemed like the month of October was super accelerated for me because the year of 2018 was such a tumultuous year for me. And so 2018 was the month of the earth dog. And this month, this past month of October was the month of the earth dog. And so it's just this repetition of this cycle. And it was like a super acceleration of all the energy that happened in 2018 happening during the month of October for me. And it has been rough. And so 2019 was the year of the, um, earth pig. So we're going to see that this month, the month of the earth pig, November, is going to be an acceleration and a quick happening of events from that year, maybe a series of patterns. Um, events don't always repeat themselves, but 
if you notice you are having repeated triggers um, with your mental health, if you're having repeated triggers with your loved ones, your partners, your children, you know, if you notice like this is almost the same thing that happened to me in 2019, that, you know, take note of that because that's definitely, you know, a, a theme we're going to kind of see repeat over the next still the next coming months. And so for December is going to be the month of the metal rat. It's going to be a repeat of 2022. I've kind of mentioned, I think there's going to be a resurgence again of that uh, coronavirus we're probably seeing. I know there's another variant that's coming out of course, right? Um, January, the energy is really going to be doubled because we're going into the month of the metal ox in a year of the metal ox. Remember the, the yearly energy doesn't move out till February when we welcome in the month of the water tiger in the month of the water tiger. So it's, it's going to be a little bit of a wild ride and energies and patterns are just going to be like repetitive and super accelerated. So, um, really find a time to center yourself and take care of yourself. If it's been a little bit rough for you. And for today's folk tale, we're going to be talking about symbolism of the pig. In honor of November, the month of the pig, I wanted to bring you some popular symbolism of the pig in ancient China. In honor of the month of the pig, I want to bring you some symbolism of the pig in ancient China. So I think pigs get a little bit of a bad rap, especially when people learn like, hey, I have a pig in my natal chart. Like that sounds bad. <laughs> so I've heard that a lot. So the pig, you know, so if you have a pig in your natal chart, let me just say that the the connotation of like greed or, you know, um, sloth, you know, those, those things are kind of tied to the pig, um, in, in the symbolism, especially here in America, but in Chinese culture, the boar is actually a very intelligent animal. And so when you think pig, think of like a wild boar, think of, um, strength, think of, you know, that intelligence pigs are very intelligent animals. Um, one thing that I have noticed that people, when you have a pig in your natal chart, you do tend, you're, you're a little bit prone to overthinking, maybe getting depressed and feeling restless only because the pig at its essence is the element of yin water. So you're almost like a rain cloud, especially if you're a, um, a, a water pig, you tend to be very, very emotional, very sentimental, have a hard time sitting still almost like a rain cloud. You know, you need to be moving around. You need that movement. And so if you do have a pig in your natal chart, don't take that as a sign of something bad. Think of it as something strong and beautiful. Pigs play a very important part in Chinese culture. Um, and according to worldhistory.org, a 2010 survey or study actually found that modern day pigs in China are direct descendants of the very first domesticated pigs from thousands of years ago. The pig is the earliest domesticated animal in China after the dog. And Neolithic graves has actually been found to contain pig skulls and ornaments thought to symbolize both wealth of the deceased and continuing good luck. The relationship between the people of China and the pig is evidenced not only in the grave goods and other artifacts, but by the number of tales from the Chinese folklore that feature the pig and its place in the Chinese zodiac. 
So the pig is important in Chinese culture. In fact, it features the pictograph for home as noted by the scholar uh, Charles Bin. So this is a little bit hard to explain, but um, the Chinese and the Asians are very big into homonyms, you know, which is something either looking or sounding like something else. And so for that reason, like they don't like the number four because to them it's bad luck. It symbolizes death because it looks very closely like the symbol of death. Um, and so when you're looking at the symbol of pig, the symbol for pig and the symbol for family are almost, they're very similar. Like you take a character out of um, family and um, that's one, that's the character that represents the word pig. And it's like, you put like a little roof over it. So um, they almost look very, very similar. And so for that, they, you know, say that it it's good luck, you know, it, for them to, they think it's a good luck symbol. Pigs were also really important because of the domestication and the moving from the hunter gatherer society to a, um, you know, just a society of farming, a farm and agricultural society. Um, pigs were really easy to, they were abundant because they didn't have a lot of hunting over there. And so, um, I, I'm assuming they would just hunt pigs previously to this, you know, maybe like, um, you know, fowl and stuff like that. But again, they didn't have a lot of like cows and stuff like that. Like we have, you know, in different countries. And so they would, really just rely on pork as their source of, of food. Um, it was very abundant because the animals are so large, you know, and not only that, it was super easy to feed them once they domesticated them because they pretty much eat anything. And they noted that they would eat like the leftover, like grain and cereal. And so that really helped them be able to, uh, and allow them to keep pigs and feed them and fatten them and, and everything. And also then use them for, meat. They're also used as sacrifices to the deities. So they would actually, um, splay the pig out, um, and stuff the orange in its mouth as a symbol of good luck. And they would use these as offerings to the deities during certain occasions. One other thing to be noted is that during the celebration called Man Yu, which is the honoring of a first 30 days of a child's life, it involves presenting the guests with pig's feet as a symbolism of good luck and gratitude. Don't forget for November, December, there's not going to be a live workshop, so there'll be no new videos up for that. Um, but we will come in strong in January with an annual energy update. And so that that will be happening January and possibly February of 2022. So, but don't forget to go to the website, make sure you sign up for email alerts so you can be notified when new things happen. You also get a monthly energy update. One other thing is that I forgot to mention is that I will have that blog post up um, that talks about everything that I talked about with the animal signs, the energy areas, and I do that on a monthly basis. So if you want to get updated about that, don't forget to sign up for emails. To support the podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your family and friends who you think may be interested, especially if you found this content useful. To learn more about feng shui and Chinese metaphysics, follow the link to the website below.